Hey all you space cats, it's your uh, resident head of NASA, director of NASA, Mitch Miller, your host for the Black Hole Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 7, Alma Voter. So I'm going to talk about what I would do as director or head of NASA. I didn't look up what the official title is. It's probably like Provost of NASA, something like that. But first, I want to update uh, you on the Alma Voter voting platform. <clears throat> I'm still searching for a computer science person to help me build that platform. I've described it in previous episodes. Uh, and I just want to talk a little bit about the University of Pittsburgh, where I want to start this project. Now, the faculty of the University of Pittsburgh is in the process of unionizing. And the university spent, I think I heard on NPR, $2 million uh, trying to thwart unionization. And uh, the staff, I believe, is trying to unionize as well. I wonder how much they're going to spend on that effort to stop the union. I'm all for unions. Uh, I, I, I guess, am an honorary member of the United Mine Workers Union. Um, I was a member for three months and I still get the uh, journal, their magazine. Uh, unions are good uh, overall, uh, but I would just like to see unions fight more for equal pay between the sexes. Now, at the coal mine, we did have equal pay. I was a red hat. I got paid the same as every other red hat that started. Um, it was like $27.35 or something uh, an hour. Now, the black hats, the experienced miners got a little bit more starting. I think they started at 29-something or 30 an hour. Uh, but basically, it was a blanket pay situation where I think everybody in the mine got paid the same. Um, now, don't, now, the management, the bosses got paid differently, and all the management gets paid in the corporate style and structure. Now, the union at the University of Pittsburgh, I believe that's the United Steelworkers Union. Um, and uh, you may not know this. I think I mentioned this earlier in the podcast before, uh, a long time ago. I'm actually, my great-grandfather worked for uh, Franklin Steel, a steel mill in my home, close to my hometown. My grandfather retired from that steel mill, and my father worked at that steel mill. Uh, until it went bankrupt in the 80s. It's still wor it's still running mill now. It just went bankrupt a few times through the 80s and 90s. So that would make me a fourth-generation steelworker, so if I were a steelworker, that is. Uh, but anyhow, back to the United Steelworkers Union. I just I don't know if they really fight for equal pay among the sexes, between the sexes. Uh, and... I guess that might be because unions are more popular in male-dominated professions, um, but it would be interesting now that they're accepting uh, or they're providing union situations for, like, universities and things like that, uh, where it might actually be skewed more towards the female gender um, if they fight for equal pay all the way up the chain, and that's for management everything. So I think it'd be interesting if they do unionize, if they... If the uh, staff or the faculty of the University of Pittsburgh 
made sure that their first year's union dues went towards a, an equality audit of the University of Pittsburgh so that we can uh, audit that university and get equal pay among the sexes. That's just my thought as a hypothetical fourth-generation steelworker. I could be your union rep, or I could audit the university either way. Anyway, over, over to my main point. Uh, so as the provost of NASA, what would I do? Um, if, I was, if I was assigned the head of NASA, well, and this, you know, this is a, the first thing I would do is address the issue of colonizing the moon. Now, it's all about vistas, right? In cities, people build high-rises, the neighbors complain, it blocks their view, uh, there's public hearings, and um, eventually the developers usually win and build the high-rise anyway. It's all politics, right? Well, the moon is a vista that every single person on this planet has a chance to see with the naked eye. It's, it's unlike any other vista on this planet, obviously, because it's off of the planet. It's a view that anybody can see with the naked eye. Um, and I apologize to those with, with visual disabilities, but most everybody can see. Everybody with uh, visual, without visual impairments can see with the naked eye. And if they have a telescope, a simple telescope, they can see it even, even better. So um, this vista... Before we put a blemish on that vista, a colony that could possibly be seen by the naked eye, definitely be seen by a telescope, um, I think we should vote. I th you know me, I'm a big on the voting. I think we should vote. I think we should have a planet-wide vote as to whether it is ethical to build a colony on the moon. And that's where I would spend some of the resources. I would, I would keep a lot of the resources towards the exploration of space, NASA resources towards exploration of space, but I would take some of that budget and I would use it to try to organize a planet-wide vote. Everybody on the planet Earth gets a vote on whether we should colonize the moon, whether it's ethical, whether we should, whether we're allowed, whether the human race should put a blemish on the moon. Now, this is a huge undertaking, I understand, but maybe if we modernized the postal systems of uh, every nation, we could get a solid vote of most of the population of the planet Earth age 18 and older. Um, you know, that could be paper votes, that could be electronic votes, but an, a planet-wide vote. I think it'd be interesting, I think it's the way to go. And that's what I would do as head of NASA. I would say we're not going to colonize the moon until we're sure uh, one way or another whether the humanity is ready to block up their only natural vista that they have left, pretty much. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, I would, I would try to guide the government on how to regulate space. So I would try to develop policy. Space needs regulated. It's the Wild West. All these privateers are sending up spacecraft and satellites, and who knows what's on them. 
Again, as the head of the FCC, we should know what's on. I could do it from there, or I could do it as the head of NASA. But we should we should know what these satellites have and what they're capable of. And so, as head of NASA, I would keep a a uh, log of every design plan of every satellite that orbits over the the United States. So we, you have to have a design plan on file with NASA in order to operate satellites over the United States. Uh, also, if these satellites receive a signal from a ground base facility, those facilities must be open to being inspected by NASA or the FCC. So if they're sending a signal up that's bouncing around a satellite system and coming back down to Earth, uh, they have to be open to inspection as to what type of signal, what type of equipment, everything. So that's what I would, number two, do as head of NASA is start to regulate space and develop policy for common sense regulation of space. I mean, this makes sense. And where I'm going with this is, you know, what if someone wants to stand up or criticize a government or stand up and criticize one of these billionaires? Is it possible? I mean, is it not feasible that we have the technology in the year 2022 to beam a signal of... Um, we'll say wireless waves or energy that is known to cause psychosis directly on and pinpoint it directly onto somebody's property from space. Is, is that a possibility? I don't know. As head of NASA, I'm going to find out. I know that's for sure. I mean, we've studied some waves, not very good job of it. I've, I've pointed out on my website about how, you know, and pointed out on here Hell, we only did about 25 studies into the effects of wireless waves on mice and rats um, to say that they're safe. I mean, I'm sure some nefarious government or person has done studies to see what spectrum of waves actually could cause psychosis or cloudiness of the mind, things like that. And uh, if they're projecting these waves from a facility, they could bounce it down onto somebody's property. They could hypothetically follow someone around with this beam of waves. Uh, we, we've only had these satellites around for, what, 40, 50 years? Uh, so before, you would have to, I don't know, r rent a, an apartment directly above someone's apartment to do something like that. But now we have satellites that could be capable of doing this. So that's where I'm going with that. Uh, I know it's far-fetched. I know it sounds a little out there. But uh, we have private, private people sending these pieces of equipment into orbit. And who knows what they're doing. They can purchase facilities. They can purchase equipment. And if you're standing up to them, if you're criticizing them, and they hold a grudge, who's to say they don't uh, unleash some of this technology onto uh, fringe elements, we'll say. So 
vote for me for provost of NASA. Um, you know, uh, I have a lot of other ideas, and I think I'd be a good fit for NASA. Um, but I think the real place where I could do the most amount of good is the FCC because a lot of this overlaps. So as a commi uh, commissioner of the FCC, I could inspect satellites before they go up. I could inspect facilities, make sure this isn't happening. Anyhow, uh, join me next time when I talk about a genius idea I have to reduce congestion and traffic city by city, thereby reducing global emissions significantly. I'm going to streamline traffic. It's an idea I have to streamline traffic so that we reduce global emissions as people are returning back to the office. This is perfect timing. Uh, I'm going to do a GoFundMe to try to launch this program. Uh, so join me in here about that next time. Uh, I want to thank my, my sponsors, uh, as always. Um, Krabby Kelly's. If you're in Utica, Pennsylvania, stop by Krabby Kelly's for a drink. Get all your STDs at Krabby Kelly's. That's snacks, tobacco, and drinks. If you find yourself in Incheon, South Korea, stop by Liquor Burger. It's a bar in Incheon, South Korea. Stop by, see my buddies there, and tell them Mitch sent you. And if you need a garment of clothing decorated, a logo embroidered or screen printed on it, why not look into Neon Grouse? Neongrouse.com. You can get a quote right there through the website. Or contact me, and I will be your exclusive broker for your garments, and I will uh, donate 30% of my commission to subsidizing clothing for those with disabilities. So if you know someone that needs logos on their clothing, hats, jackets, clothes, even sweatpants, things like that, contact me through one of my websites, plotm.com, mitchformair.com, or almavoter.com. Also, please subscribe to Disability TV. Uh, gonna, got some interesting hikes and things like that on there, nature hikes. So subscribe to Disability TV on YouTube, the fledgling media uh, company for disabled people by disabled people. Thanks for listening. Join me next time. And what's that, Zelda? Sorry, my producer Zelda says I have to wrap this up. So thanks for listening.